But whatever you think you can't do, just know that there is someone who is confidently doing it wrong right now. They have no plans at doing it better, and people are paying them to do it. Please believe in your own excellence as much as they believe in their mediocrity. And that one really, <laughs> yeah, kind of mic drop. And, you know, and I think the interesting thing about that, and I will tell you specifically what happened with me, and I probably, I have this still on a desktop because I feel like I need to read this a lot because I think this goes back to the idea of like artists getting in their own way, creators getting in their own way, people just getting in their own way is we kind of determine what we are qualified to do and not a lot. Jump, you're ready now. Jump, the sky's the limit. Jump, jump, jump. Leave it all behind and jump. Just go for it. Jump, if you can dream it. Jump, jump, jump. Welcome to Jump. Today I have my sweet friend, Nicole, here. Let me get your Nicole Tamarine. You got it. (laughs) Finally, Nicole Tamarine, one of like the best hosts at the clubhouse, the licensed artists. I I love your room. I, I got connected with you through Cherry there. Not only that, you are a phenomenal artist and a boss lady that gets the job done. With that being said, Nicole, welcome to Jump. Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to do this with you. Okay, so let's take us back. When did you knew that you love creating art, that you love to make art? How did this thing came about? You know, I, I don't know if I like knew that I loved it. I just did it. So, you know, we grew up, um, some people find this a little funny, like we didn't have a television. So we were constantly entertaining ourselves, right? And so you kind of like make things. We were doing stuff in the backyard, making camps. We like schedule plays and I'd make all costumes for it. And because I was like that and my brother was like that, I just kind of thought people were like that. And I'm sure like, even when I was like thinking back, like were the neighbors like that or did we just impose these like things on them right and you know one thing that about it though is I was always like the background stuff like I said if we made like a tropical band I may have had all the instruments and the the costumes but would we actually play anything no because I really didn't do that part of it so it was always about the creative packaging um even then but um yeah, I think it's just something that just sort of is part of us. A lot of creatives will probably say that it's, you know, it comes out in different ways at all points in your life, but I don't know if I ever knew I loved it. I just did it always. And it's always been a part of me. So it's more that, you know, you miss it versus, you know, that you love it. So I think that's like a weird distinction. And I never really thought about, do I love it at the end of the day? Isn't that weird? Like you just, like, right. it's we just do, do we love it, but it's, that's it's amazing. There. So it's amazing because I mean, your art is so genuine, amazing, like really lively, incredible, gifted. I am just, I, I'm going to have a moment here where I'm going to just brag on you. Now, tell us a little bit about like, I know I didn't send you this question, but I'm going to ask yeah. you. Right now, how many stores in the country that has like your hand oh in it? I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, it's really, it's one of the very strange parts about what I do is I tend to not know 
where it's going to end up and when, and, and like, could I probably, I, I mean, it's not that it's like hidden from us or anything, but we have this joke amongst like sort of my friends that do this and it's called like art licensing bingo or like art licensing where's Waldo. So basically I don't tend to know where things come. And I'm yes, I like taking it back to like a contract it's in there. I just, it's just right, like, right, such right. a delayed thing that you really don't know, but I do work with, um, companies internationally as well as in the United States a lot of that is mass market so like how many Hobby Lobby stores are there wow. how many Joann's how many you know Lowe's store I mean that so, so it's really so we can there. so we can walk into those big stores and find yeah. you possibly so, if it's so there. Nicole so here's the deal Nicole you yeah. are in every house in this you're in everywhere sometimes yeah and it's so funny because I talk about that where's Waldo I went to a wedding and I stayed with my aunt and I was getting ready and I go past her dresser and I was like, I made uh-huh. that bag. <laughs> and uh-huh. she didn't even know it was mine. And you kind of look at it and you show you the, like your name on the bottom and it's kind of fun, but like, despite that, I really haven't found like me personally. And when I'm sounds really bad, but I'm not a shopper. Like I, I make art for product, but I'm personally not a shopper. So it's a part of my job that's a little different, but um, so I have not really had that experience of coming into a store like once in a while, but you know, for instance, I have over 600 greeting cards somewhere in the world. Like I've all, all ways and I've never walked into a store and seen a greeting card that I've designed. Right. Hey. But I've had friends do that. So they sent me a photo and it's, it's just interesting because you think, yeah. It's not what you see. Like, it's not like, oh yeah, I'm in every store everywhere, but it's, it right. is really very much that where's Waldo experience. Like, oh, what? Oh, look, I found it. Like, and then, yes. and I'll see other people that I know, you know, if yeah. I'm out at TJ Maxx or wherever I am mm-hmm. and then I yeah. see it and like, you know, I think we all do this. Like we display the shelves, like we're like getting it all set up for the person. You like clear everyone else's stuff. Yeah. You get it all pretty. And then you take a photo and you're like, oh, hey, yes. I guess, you know, yes. I saw this person here. And, yeah. you know, it's just kind of that, again, going to that community thing. Like we all sort of have this struggle. And I think mostly it's because it is such a part of my flow with my job that like, I'm really, I'm focused right now on art that's going to be coming out in 2024. So mm-hmm. it's really hard for me to even think about what's Wow. At a store now, unless I like bump into it. So that's wow. part of it. But yeah, it, it, it really can be from anywhere from like a small boutique all the way through like a mass market store, which is kind so, of interesting. So everywhere that I go now, I'm going to look for your You'll have to look. <laughs> I know I need to be better about like, oh, when we, when I figure it out, I should post it. And I have been trying a little bit of that, like, oh, this was spotted at TJ Maxx or this was spotted at Lowe's. And now, now, if you talk about that is the dream of many artists. That's what mm-hmm. they dream about. It's like, I just wish I can see, you know. But when you're living this lifestyle, you're just like, oh, well, that's that's what I do, right? <laughs> right? Of, yeah, or I think it loses, like one of my weird realizations is it loses a little bit of like the win, right? Like at what stage is it considered the win? Is it like when you get hired? Cause I like at now that I've been through the process so many times, it's a little bit different. Like if you yeah. make something, or I'm going back to even when, when I was in school and like you get mm-hmm. the assignment, you work really hard on the assignment. And then there was like that day where you go in yes. and you, ha- everyone hangs their pieces up and you get this feeling of like accomplishment and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, I made this thing. And then you get to talk to everyone about your thing. Yes. And everyone's like, you know, complimenting or, or or like critiquing or whatever it is. But there's like this event around the completion of art. 
Right. And then you kind of start a new process. Well, with art licensing, that win is a little bit off mark because mm-hmm. is it like an early on in my career was the win when I got to meet an art director, that was a win. And I like felt that win. And I was like, okay, great. Well, now, you know, you can't just meet an art director. Now you have to get your piece selected. So then it's like, oh, okay, great. My piece was selected. That's my new win. But yes. then you realize sometimes those pieces get cut and they don't even make it to product. So then the next win is it got produced and we get it out into a store. Well, guess what? Sometimes things don't sell. And so then you realize that your $30 check that I guess that wasn't the win. So like, when does the win come with licensing is a really like odd question. And one of the things, and I've, I've mentioned it a few times is that part of the strategy or the, the type of environment that our license producing is it, there are not those individual wins. It's a collective experience. So, um, and I'm a numbers person, like crazy numbers. I love it. My personal finances, you'll get me in there. I'm plugging in my, like every week, like, where am I? Where's my spending? It's categorized. My business, I can't treat that way because I think emotionally it's too hard of a roller coaster to be on. So yeah. I just know it works in a weird yeah. way. And I, one of my goals for 2022 is to probably like spend a little bit more time more regularly, like then quarterly looking at where I'm at, because really, truly, I don't decide if it was like a successful year till the end. And oddly, is it any art I made that year? No. Is it financially what was sold that year? Sometimes not. So it's like, did the income that came out of the year, which is supporting me, how amazing, did did that feel like it was worth the year of effort? And I think that that's something that's really, really kind of separate from the way that I actually look at everything else in life but I've learned that I have to take that approach with it because it's just there's a thousand ways that something Mm -hmm. that looks like it's very planned can kind of go off the rails and yeah the last thing you want to do is be like was it worth me painting that and I can't go down those roads because it's a little different than if you go to a show and you sell out yeah, it's cool. Like it was worth the time. Exactly. Exactly. It's exactly. Very different mentality. And um, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm fortunate in some ways. Some people, it's like they come to it later. For me, it was actually how I started making my income from art was through this method. So wow. I don't have much to compare it to, oddly. Right. Wow. So, but you know what? That weird. that matters. Like if there's people like myself, that mattered would be something amazing for for other people to hear about and learn from you because you are an expert in what you do like you really are by default (laughs) because I don't know anything else you're so amazing so I wanted to talk to you about what is the most difficult step that you had to overcome to do what you do today, to live as an artist, to get paid as an artist, to have your product in, I don't know how many stores, how, what is, what's the things that you had to overcome? Yeah, I think um, the biggest one, and I think a lot of artists struggle with this, is just like, we kind of got to get over ourselves and share. And that's a really difficult thing for me. And even now I still struggle with that. And it's, it's, amazing how much we get in our own path for that so I know that like on a very practical level the big thing I had to overcome is how do you turn art into income like that is a very hairy road (laughs) and it's very different for everybody and I know I had a lot of starts that like didn't quite pan out whether it was because I wasn't good at it or like 
it just didn't flow or my art didn't quite fit or all these things. Cause I know there, I mean, we really do have infinite paths with creativity, which is kind of amazing, but yeah. you know, we get down these different things. And you know, mine was that I didn't come out of school making art. Like I went to wow. school for it, but you know, life has different directions for you. And right. I came out and I was like a mom and I was a mom that wow. worked in retail. Like it was very disconnected to being wow. an artist. And, you know, you kind of work your way back to those paths and, for me, that was really um, kind of the biggest hurdle is how do you keep art as a, because you know, there's there's some of us that do art in the way that is really our life and our livelihood, whether that's happening at the moment is definitely the intention. And you kind of just know that yeah. going in. Some people yeah. stumble down that path and they don't realize it's going to happen in that form, right. but it's art does play a larger role for certain people. And when you get outside of a creative environment, or for me, that was like leaving school, and you mm. say, hi, I do, I'm an illustrator or I'm an artist and you'll right. be met with, oh, that's great. So is my aunt and my sister and yes. my friend. And then they show you some like things and I, it's, I, art's an amazing creative outlet and I think everyone should do it. But my community is people who are really after it in a slightly different way. It's not that yeah. we all do art. We all do do art. We have that yeah. as a commonality, but there's a shift when you think yeah. about people who plan to do it as income and the yeah. role that it takes yeah. in our lives. And so yeah. it's interesting because you think that, yeah, well, you know, pretty immediately like, well, that's not my community. And yeah, so, I, relate, you know, I relate. I relate to yeah. that. I relate to that because I never really, I have different art communities, but I always identify a lot with the small business owners. Yes, so yes. all the creatives, because that's what I feel. When I started going into the art license community, I did feel like you guys were in a different place than me. But I was like, no, I'm a, I'm there in a different way. I'm I'm yes. I'm going there. Yeah, but I there's a familiarity to it. Yes, and I was yes. like, but I I understand. The, the difference that I felt is that I was, I was going to, like, I had to get out more and you guys were doing more work at producing at home, you know what I mean? And I had to produce home and go, produce home and go. So yeah. it's a little bit different, but, um, but so to, to be able to overcome that and say, no, I am an artist. I am a professional. Yeah. Did you have to embrace that? Did you have to come to uh come to Jesus day yeah kind of I had more of a um I always was wired that way oddly right? right like I knew I wanted to do art for income when I decided to choose that as a career um or I guess specifically when I chose to go to school for that because I right. didn't take art really until very very late in high school wow. because you know I did like what we're supposed to do you take all the classes like you're an AP yes. you do like, yes. you know English and, that, and yes. you know for me it was ultimately getting like kind of kicked out of like the one thing I'm really bad at which is French took it for many many years I'm very <laughs> bad at it and the teacher was like stop taking French like you are really bad like why don't you go take art because you know you're doodle and like so she sort of sent me down that road that was like this is not a road for you. Choose mm. something else. And wow, it was pretty defining, to be honest with you. And it really sent me off onto this idea that I could do art instead of doing other things yeah. that were more practical, to yeah. be honest. And I got down that road and, you know, it, it's the same thing. Like, oh, I could spend my time doing this. And then you get to the yeah. end of high school and you could pick that to go to school. For. Like, well, that's it. And it's so outside of what 
the path was that I sort of laid out for myself because I was so kind of, but I would say last minute because it already it always existed. It just didn't exist in that framework. Mm-hmm. And so part of me selecting art school was that I really intended my mm-hmm. career to go that direction. Amazing. And, you know, like I said, I mean, though I'm wired that way, I would say like my target was so small and it took me forever mm-hmm. to get there. So it was wow. like 10 years from when I went to the wow. college to actually coming around because, yeah. you know, life kind of gets you get sucked up into life and the way that we have to generate income. I don't care if that's a creative way or outside of that certain amount of hours go to like generating your life in that way. So like, just like what you're saying, I have to be out and then I have to be home creating. Mm -hmm. There's a big shift in like how to do both things while you're doing them. And for me, my life was not in the world of creativity because it wasn't I had left that world 10 years ago right like so Mm -hmm. I had to kind of rebuild that world and rebuild my my head space about it so my Mm -hmm. first thing was podcasts it was podcasts webinars it was stuff on how to be an entrepreneur how to be an illustrator how to be like just an artist because I kind of I'm weird about that like am I an artist I don't know but like it was wow I can't believe I just can't believe you asked that question oh no no that's a big one (laughs) I have trouble with that term yeah it's weird it's why I like being an illustrator so like oh that makes sense but yeah artists artists is a weird term to me I don't know it's quite funny it's, oh it's probably a, it'll probably be a conversation that we have like at yeah, some yeah. Point on, on Clubhouse. <laughs> Who knows? but yeah it's I think it was more um getting into my brain this new way of thinking so yeah I guess it was a little bit of like retraining myself or at least training myself back to where I thought I was when I was doing that for work and or not work but education because that yeah. was really what was missing is I had to like you know not yeah. talk about retail or not work about like I was working for an interior designer. So I knew that, but like you need to, you needed a new wiring structure. So part of that was really to start listening to people's conversations or information that they were putting out there, which is why it's a weird twist side of things, because that was what really did it. And the more I learned, the more I kind of walked down the steps of the road. And, you know, I did at some point in that process, I didn't know it was even coming, but somebody directed me to something that specifically was mm. about art licensing. And it was because I had reached out to an artist about something that had happened that was like, didn't go well, randomly reached out, right? I didn't have a community, but I reached out to this person and she looked at what I did. and was like, your art is perfect for my industry. You should look at this. And so she just like, oh. almost like my French teacher, stop doing this, go do that. And so I, I did that and I pivoted and like you were saying about that familiarity piece is that I didn't know what I was doing. I knew nothing about it, but everything I read, I was like, oh gosh, that's so me. That's so me. That's so me. And there was this familiarity about it, even though I knew nothing about it. And as I started to put the pieces together, I still Um, know nothing about it, right? It's always changing, but it feels right. And it feels like my fit. So yeah, that yeah. was the big hurdle, I think, is to not only just, I guess, rewire how I was thinking or rewire my day to day, but it was also understanding where that like art fit to yeah. process and to make that connection was so huge. And, you know, it really was a series of missteps to get me there, but it's it's definitely the thing wow. that I think was the biggest challenge. There you go. All right. So we're going to go back. I wanted you to give three advices Mm. for beginner artists, for people that want to do art as a living 
you know, I will say a lot of our listeners, they're in different countries, they are in the United States, but they are creators. So for the people that want to do art for a living, what would be the three advisors that you give them? Sure. So the first one, I'm going to go back to like one of the very first presentations I ever did, which, you know, it's so hard, but I remember the very first slide, it was a name tag and it said, hello, my name is like, you know, these, you go to an event, hello, my name is, and I had written Nicole and I'm an illustrator. And I think that that is the thing that I still go back to as step one is make sure that in every conversation, whether you are doing the thing or not, that people know that that is who you are and what you do. And especially for creatives, I think that we are more closely knit to that part of us as part of our personality. So like, you know, I used to do, um, I'm an optician. I've, I've another point in my life. And so if I'm like adjusting someone's glasses or dispensing, they somehow would find out that I did art and then I was an illustrator. And it's funny because I can even tell you specific stories that came out of those conversations that helped me kind of do a different thing. But the idea is, is that we all are laying seeds all the time. And I think that people in genuine, like they really do want to help others. And so in the same way that someone will hear that you're an artist and tell you about their sister that does art, or, you know, draws on the side, you may also have someone that says, oh, I know someone that works at this publishing company, or I know this person that needs X, Y, Z. So it needs to be a part of your verbiage that this is what you do, and this is who you are. And I really think that, again, going back to that sort of, like, imposter piece is, like, we feel uncertain of saying something unless we are already doing it, already validated in doing it. And I think that we just like, again, like we talked about, like creativity just exists. And if you want to do it for a job, you're just needing to match your roads up, right? It's not that it didn't happen. It's like, so whether you are validated by the number that's in the bank account from it, the client that's hiring you, that doesn't matter. Most people just need to know that you do it. So you show up and you say, hi, Nicole, I'm an artist. That's, That's what they will take away in the same way that as you put your pieces out online, we as the consumer or we as your audience per se, that's what we start to associate with you. And so the same idea is that like associate your title or your intended place with what you say every single day. It should be probably like the second thing out of your mouth. Like that is so, you know, that is so good. I know you have two more things to say, but that's so good (laughs) because, um, when I came to the group on clubhouse that you Mm -hmm. lead with cherry, when I came to that group, I had no license deal. I didn't mm-hmm. have it, but I knew it. I, I, I didn't have a license deal, but I felt like I was living it. I felt like that one day I was going to get it. Some way, somehow it was going to come to me. So then this year, when a company came to me, I was so, I was like, now I have something to say. I, maybe I can ask a question. Like, I felt so good because I was like, I've been following this conversation for so long to get to see or hear what to expect. Yeah. Then now that I'm working with the company, it's so natural to me. I really know what to expect. Like, yeah. I get it. I get it. You Absolutely. Gotta like, it's not that I'm going to give you an art and the check is coming tomorrow. I get it. It's like planting a seed. The yeah. tree the tree has to grow. And then that time it comes for you to bear the fruit. But anyway, <laughs> but what I'm saying is when you know this is where I belong, I am artist. Hello, my name is Rebecca. Yeah. I think that is 
such a powerful teaching that you're giving people because if they know they are called to do this, mm-hmm. that thing is going to come to them some way, yes. somehow. Yep. And that is the really big thing that I had to look back on and know that I had is that even though I had gone to school for something and I was not pursuing it, I mean, I really wasn't. I was, you know, it was coming out in all these different ways, but it wasn't coming out in the way that I knew. And that's what I mean. That target for me was so intentional wow. and so small, and I still had trouble doing it. But the thing is, I, just constantly was gathering information or like, you know, before I was intentionally doing that, you know, you're out at the store and you'll go through like the children's illustrators book and you'll take a couple notes every few years. I'd send out postcards. Like it's, I always kind of knew and gathered that type of thing. So that's what it's such a mind shift is that you really need to know where you're heading. Even if that's not clear, you just know you're heading down that path because you do, you collect these little bits and pieces and, you know, there's, it's funny, this is not really a quote I was going to share, but my dad used to have said like, while I was at retail, would drop off these little like snack packs and they'd have a business card. I have one right here that I kept, Mm -hmm. this one says chance favors the prepared mind. And that is what that is, right? It's chance is just chance. It's something you bump into, but if you're already planting those seeds, gathering the info. Well, now you know what to do with it when you bump into it. So Thanks it's so not good. like fear. It's like, oh no, I already know how to do this. That's just like good. what you said. I'm just going to walk the path now. It wasn't on the table, but I was no. doing the foundation and now yes. the table's ready to kind of absorb yes. that and, and take that in. So that's a really big, um, I'm so glad. And actually, I don't think I knew you from before right so we just yes. are more recent I didn't realize you had kind of been in these conversations I've been there for a long yeah, time and that, that's amazing because that that's me too I love like I was just kind of there and then you start to put together these like little pieces and parts until you get your light bulb moment and then you're like yes. oh my gosh this is where they all yes. fit and I think that's a lot of like creativity is yes it's kind of the puzzle. Like you, you have all your little parts and pieces and you're just like moving it around until all of a sudden it like drops and it clicks and you realize like, Oh, great. I have all of these things. That's it so didn't good. make much sense, but like once you find their home, it really, that's really good. Does. That's really fun. Two more advisors. I need two yeah. more. <laughs> well, one actually you kind of touched on, which is to find your people and find your community. And um, it's really totally something that, um, like I said, what was I doing? I was training my brain with new thoughts. Well, the next step of that was I was actually meeting people that were doing what I wanted to do. And so even if I wasn't doing it yet, and sometimes that means that you start in like a digital community where you're very passive and you kind of sit back on whether that's a Facebook group or someone's blog that you follow, if they are doing what you want to do and are out there sharing, because I do think that like, I don't know if that's a creative thing or if that's just a human thing, we have this need to share and teach. And so people are out there telling others, sharing conversations about what's happening around them. And so that's a community. And then you can have a more active community where maybe you're starting to post. And you kind of said this too. You're like, I was just listening for a while and now I have something to talk about. Mm-hmm. And it even goes more so to the fact that like you have a lot to talk about. Yours just happens to be a little to the left. And I think that's yeah. the other larger community that I'm always so fascinated with. But overall, it's like, how do you meet these people? And 
anything you can do. And I know we're coming off of a year where we've all really been out and separate. And Mm -hmm. I am that introvert that like would just totally be fine sitting in my house for the next 10 years. It's fine. But like anything you can do to get out of the studio or out of your house or out of your like normal routine to be with other people. Yeah. That's a huge, huge thing. And I remember one of the things that like, you know, you look back on stuff and you're like, I don't know how I was that brave. I remember seeing a post on somebody's, I don't even know what, was it their Facebook? Was it their, I don't know. I don't know where these things are, but I remember seeing a post for an event that was like, I don't know what they, what the event was for, like a launch of something. And I remember thinking, I have to go there. So here I am, like, I'm scared out of my mind, driving God knows where by myself to show up at someone's house that I'd never met. And that is not something I would like to do. I don't like to do it now. I don't like to do it then. But it's almost like I just had this sense that I needed to get wow. in a room. Like, what room do you need to be in? You need to be in the room of the ones that, like, you're trying to get to. And how do you place yourself That's in so that? Good. Yeah. So we have digital ways to do that. We have physical yeah. ways to do that. And, you know, yeah, leaving the couch, leaving my house and getting myself in a room with conversation with people I'd never met. And some of those, and I still remember, I walked in the door and I was like, hi, I'm Nicole Tamron. And this woman, Kathy Weller, who I love, she was like, oh, from Twitter, for probably the five minutes I was on Twitter. You're from Twitter. Let me show you where to put your coat. And I'm still friends with Kathy now. And I just think that that's, that, that one event that I went to exposed me to people in person that, that I continue yeah. to work through in a community in that's, other ways online. So yeah, amazing. community is everything to me in terms of, it's how I've learned all of yeah. it. So oh, this is not wow. stuff we're taught in school, right? So wow. it's the relationships that we make and it's the like conversations. It changes. It changes everything. Cause I met Pam Coxwell, which she's a professional artist mm-hmm. and Pam met Sherry in the conference. And then she calls oh. me and she said, you need to go for a coffee with Sherry. So then I yeah. go to Boulder and Sherry takes me to this group with full of artists. Like, it's just yes. gross. It's, it's, yes. it's, it's like, and going back to that whole thing, hello, my name is, and I wasn't kidding. I met my art group, my very first art group I met because I was dispensing someone's glasses and it happened to be for an illustrator. Why? Because we really need to see. And she was like, I have a group that I think you would get a lot out of. We're all professional illustrators. Normally that's the requirement, but I think I can talk to them. And so she gave me my first group and that came from a hello, my name is Nicole and I'm an illustrator conversation. And so those little things, those are those little seeds that you don't realize are life-changing because you took the small risk in like a very like, I mean, really. That's amazing. Right. But that is so those little pieces, I met this person who introduced me to this, who brought me to see these people. Yes. And then it opened up this world. That's everything. So that is especially everything. with creativity, that's what I agree. I think, I think, I think so far, like if the people are listening to this, like, I think this is the golden key to unlock for them is hello. My name is. And for really, all of us too. And yeah. I think we have to continue to do it, which is. Yeah. Oh, this is. But it doesn't get easy. <laughs> This is like better than like, this is so juicy. This is so much goodness in it. What you're saying, it's just amazing. Now I have a question. So, so do we, do we have a last advice or do we already did it? We kind of, I guess, honestly, we, my last piece is always that 
things don't happen in the time frame that you yeah. think or want them to be. And Good. we sort of touched on that a little bit, but yeah. just from a practical level of like art licensing is obviously we're making art that doesn't actually hit stores and then you don't get paid till like forever ago. But it's not just that. It's like, like I said, I came, I knew what I wanted to do for school. I had inklings. I wanted to work for companies. We don't always know how all of that's supposed to lay out yeah. in our lives. And if it's not happening now, it doesn't mean it's not happening. And I think it goes right. back to the laying seeds piece. Is yes. You need, like a life is meant to marinate and a life is meant to gel. So there's a lot of things that you're learning and doing in the process that you don't think are connected, but they really truly are. And I say that mm. straight down to like my retail experience, which mm. retail for anyone that's had the joy of that job, it's not fun, but you know what? For an introvert, that was me at my first trade show. Wow. Hi, how are you? What Why? brought you in today? And I think that wow. there's some things that those are, there are some soft skills that happen all through yeah. our lives that really do pull. And I think the, I think, again, that's my last piece of advice is that as long as you know where you're going, those pieces will fall and you will get there. It's when we stop following that kind of piece of us that says it's not happening. And I've had this happen, by the way, with licensing. I seem to have it happen every three years where it's like, it's not happening fast enough. It's all trash and it's not, you just got to like Amen. regroup and it's going to come, but yeah, it's like, you know, and it's, it's one of the things that I know because I started late, I did not just like come out and got to do it. I have collected stories of women who have wow. started companies, started doing something later in life, because I think it's so important for my reminders to say, if yes. you're not there yet, it's okay. And that you can pick it up today, you can pick right. it up tomorrow. And how about this? If you're busy and you're growing another aspect of your business and you have something on your heart, there's time for that too. And you don't have to have it happen tomorrow. So Thank yeah, you. that would be my last piece is that there's so much time and there's so many avenues for art and Good. to let them happen as they are intended is a really big piece in having this is so it is so powerful. So I always ask doing the podcast. Because I feel like every one of us need to have a word that guide us through at that season. It, it might be a quote. It might be, what is that one word that guides you through? I, don't, I think it shifts for us as we kind of go. And I always think of like the quotes as being something that's like inspirational or aspirational. But I have one that actually I found very, very recently that kind of called me out. And so I'm going to share this with you and your listeners because... I think it's something that kind of kicked my butt a little bit. And I, um, previous Nicole, at some point, saved this to my desktop. I should just preface with this. I don't know nice. where it came from. I've Googled it. I can't even figure out who said it, but oh, this, wow. is, this is the quote. But whatever you think you can't do, just know that there is someone who is confidently doing it wrong right now. They have no plans at doing it better and people are paying them to do it. Please believe in your own excellence as much as they believe in their mediocrity. And that one really... <laughs> Yeah, kind of mic drop. And, you know, and I think the interesting thing about that, and I will tell you specifically what happened with me. And I probably, I have this still on my desktop because I feel like I need to read this a lot because I think this goes back to the idea of like artists getting in their own way, creators getting in their own way, people just getting in their own way is we kind of determine what we are qualified to do and not a lot. And, you know, and it's something, like I said, that whole imposter syndrome thing. Yeah, it's funny. We, we actually, I don't know if you caught, we had a conversation about that. And I felt like I deal with imposter syndrome all the time. I don't know if other people, because I seem to be well, a minority in that. We, I think we, we do. do. I think, so like some people are better at playing that off. But if we're having real talk, I do, every day, every day, kind of, I'm worried it all go away. And 
Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's just, yes. it's so yeah. like, I do have those things. And I do think there's also things that, and if you think a little bit, you'll probably have a person or something that's on your radar that is on your radar, not because you admire it. It's probably on your radar because it kind of bugs you. And those are those little things that are like, are the pit of your stomach that are there to say you're jealous because you're not doing it. And you really like, I, it's kind of like, I don't think it's my best quality, but it's, it is there. I think that we look Mm -hmm. at what other people do and are a little bit annoyed that they're doing, but it really comes back to the lens of I'm just too scared to do it, or I haven't started down that road. So that quote kind of like, there are people doing things that you either can do as well or in your own way and the person that decided that is you and so that's it goes back to like getting things out putting things out before they're ready I don't think it's something I do well by any means I think it's a lot of things that most creative people would tell you that they struggle with is when do we feel validated enough to do something yes you know so that's that that's my quote like honestly right now I love it it caused me to do something I had been putting off but I did it imperfect I love it but you know it did it kind of kicked my butt enough to be like just get it up like just get it up for me that ended up like putting something on my website that I had been avoiding for years right wow but I and I did it and then you know what something came from it that's amazing right like that's and that's what it is so like I said I I wish I had learned this lesson and now I'm just going to do that for now now I I have to look at it all the time and I think that that's at the moment sort of something that I'm I'm really keeping front and center well Nicole I hate to end this time but it's been amazing so how can people how can people find you and see your gorgeous art and connect with you sure how do they find you? So one is my website, which is NicoleTamarin.com. Um, nice. I'm on Instagram from time to time, but it's shockingly to me, the place I am the most is actually has been Clubhouse this year and having wow. those same conversations that wow. were kind of the inspiration point for me getting started, yeah. um, specifically about our licensing. We do that every Thursday, um, yes. but yeah, look me up on Clubhouse. That's so, amazing. Either way, Nicole Tamarin is probably the easiest way just to the home base <laughs> that's right that's right well thank you again you are such a joy to have you thank you thank you for having me. you're ready now